You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. No, he's not saying shit. Ty Bo never helps. Never helps. Derails the show. What do you mean? Isn't that my my job? (laughs) That's his one job? You have a goal in mind, and I have everything to stop that goal. (laughs) You you don't do a very good job at that sometimes. Then I'm also doing my job. (laughs) I'm I'm in a win-win situation. What and what does that entail? <laughs> uh, Disney guests allegedly poop while waiting in line for rides. <laughs> Is this you? It had to be no. you. How often do you go to Disney? Uh, I mean, since living down here, like probably more of it, often than your average person. Um, but how much does an average person who lives in orlando go no not i'm not saying average person who lives in florida people go to disney all the all the time they're weird uh my wife goes all the time she's not weird (laughs) good save good save nicely done (laughs) well have you Uh, ever witnessed this because the reports are in uh but i know that the wait times can get to be uh, astronomical. So, if you got to go, you got to go, dude. But have you ever been to a point of having to shit yourself in line at Disney? No, because I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't get in that line in the first place. <laughs> they have, they have things at the front of the, the area where the line starts that tell you how long the wait is. They have like online things that you can look up, like what the wait times are. In the like, I'm not going to wait in that line. I'm not going to be there if it's that busy in the first place. You get a fast pass? You a fast pass guy? No. Um, Because the way Disney has done it since the pandemic uh, has really like screwed uh, park goers. Um, I mean, they're just, they're gouging prices any way they can. They're charging extra for every lightning lane they're not even called fast passes anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty dumb. Well, I I, I strategic about when I go, um, and then when in the park, I'm strategic about uh, what lines I choose to wait in and how long I'm willing to wait. Everything of that sort. So, have you ever seen shit laying on the ground around Disney, or do they just do a really good job of cleaning it up? <laughs> Uh, you know that if something like that happens, they are, they will, they will be pretty damn good about cleaning it up. Uh, they take their shit seriously. Well, that's, that's good to know because it's apparently happening quite often from reports of the, uh, cast members as they're called there at Disney, but really just the cleaning crew. Uh, there was a, uh, one of them who was the, interviewed. The theme park employees. Okay. <laughs> and their job is to clean things up so they're part of the cleaning crew. Uh but they uh they had been interviewed by uh uh one of the news stations out there uh and uh, just talked about how how gross it is. 
People are gross. I was reading that article and it said that some uh, cast members ended up dubbing one attraction the Poop Hall. <laughs> you know which one it is? They didn't say in here, but they named it the Poop Hall because so many people shit in it over and over again. They put I even camera, put up a camera. Didn't have, didn't do anything. Yeah, it is shit right here. It's recommended for guests to use the bathroom before they enter a long standby line for an attraction. Oh, really? You think? What should have gave them that idea? Oh, That's man. like rule number one. Oh, dude, no way. Dude, this is gross. You thought we were just here just lying to you this no, entire time? No, no, because that's like one of my favorite rides. Oh, you found which one it is. It's it's Flights of Passage. Okay, I've never even watched the Avatar movies, but this is a this is a this is like a stationary bike all thing, almost like a screen ride. Uh, but it's it's super it's super fun. Um, and when it was like first open, the wait times on it were insane. So I'm not surprised that people had to poop waiting in that line. <laughs> It became the poop hall. Like I've walked through that hall. I've walked through that hall to get on this ride where people have shit. That's not cool. Does that ruin the ride for you? Oh, pretty much, dude. I'm not going to go on that ride like ever again. At least when there's a long line. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to walk through that poop hall. Because not only are they. Pooping on the, in the hall, stepping, like if I'm not, they're, they're sitting on, on the seats on the for that ride with soiled shorts. Right, you. <laughs> you have completely ruined it for him now. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was debating and writing it ever again, but no, now that was my goal. Again. I'm glad that it I you so ruined my show. A, I ruin your it's ride. A dope, <laughs> it's a dope ride, though. Uh, don't you don't you love how he says my show? Fair enough. This is the Bow and Bob show today, folks. <laughs> this is the Bow and Bob show. Uh, well, at this m- point in time, we need to kick it over to the non-name partner on this show to get you ready for no name your fantasy football weekend. Here we go with just the tips, just baby. Tip. Just, just the tip. tips. Just his tip. Just. Starting off strong, hard, and in your face with <laughs> CJ Stroud. He's making a Stroud boy out of all the Texans fans today, everybody. Stand back and stand by for him to go up against Arizona. Starting up next. (laughs) Next up, David Montgomery. Big revenge game against the Bears this week. And guess what? He actually scores long touchdown runs for the Lions. Whoa. See if he can do it again. Scary Terry McLaurin going up against the Giants. Small guy goes up against big Giants. We'll see how that works out for him. Big old rookie over here with Jordan Addison going up against the Broncos. Big matchup. Prime time. Let's see if Josh Dobbs can get him the ball and see if he can shine out there. And finally, tight end Dalton Kincaid going up against the Jets. Guess what? The Daltons are having a moment right now, and I'm trying to pick the hot one right now. I think it's Kincaid. Give it to him. Moving on to the Sidhams over here. Mr. Turnover himself, Josh Allen. He's going up against the Jets. This is the only team he has scored less than double digits against the whole entire year. Look for him to struggle again, have a few turnovers. Sit him. 
big old King Henry sitting him against the Jags. Listen, he's not good against. <laughs> fine. That's two fines. He's not good against his division rivals. He struggles in short yardage situations. Do not start him. Looking here at Mike Evans. He dropped a touchdown pass last week. Figured it out right after that. But guess what? It's against the Niners now. They're ready to go. That's Baker quarterback. Come on, guys. Let's be serious. We talked about it on the Chiefs show. You guys always said he's a Chiefs killer, but I'm calling it this week. This defense is serious right now, and they're going to shut him down. Devontae Smith. Sit him this week against the Chiefs. Risky business, but guess what? I like our defense. And finally, last tight end here to sit, Greg Kittle against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good old Greg. Good old Greg. Old Greg. I don't I don't like his odds against uh, Tampa Bay over there. Not looking good for Brock Purdy if he can't get going against a mid-tier defense right now. And that was just the tips. He's been uh he's been trying a little bit more uh with his enthusiasm when he's announcing his starts and sits. Uh and I'm gonna give him a B minus for that. Just on the performance. I, I do like the performance. You get a fine for the burp, you get a fine for the bad giants joke. I thought the I thought the burp was funny. I thought the burp, the burp was funny. <laughs> Rick, Rick Sanchez asked. Well, we'll see. I'll take it. We'll have to see how that plays out, but it does sound like a pretty decent list to start off. Keep that enthusiasm up. Makes it enjoyable. Some of those picks are pretty fucking obvious again, but let's... Like, what? which ones? Let's not... CJ Stroud, right off the bat, rookie of the year in the running. Just had, like, one of the biggest games ever a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, of course, he's probably going to have a good game against the Cardinals defense. But or they get could get it. up. I get they could get up early right away, and they run the rest of the game. I get it. You're trying to you never know. You're trying to raise your grades. Trying to yeah, get it. Well, when you average a D minus, it ain't very good. <laughs> Listen, I think I average better on pre week grades than I do post week grades. So at least I'm winning. The something. first time you've ever had a pre week grade, and this is only based on your performance, not like. You've given me a pre-week grade before. I guess I've given you a prediction of what I thought thought your grade was going to be. But I'm I'm grading I'm grading your enthusiasm, like your showmanship, your step in that squared circle. This dead Thanks, air Tybo. is not on me. What Thanks, Tybo. Thanks, Tybo. You're running the show. It's the Bo and Bob show. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's the Bo and Bob show, dude. Figure it out. Uh, we will <laughs> jump now to what our mid-season awards. This is taking a look at the awards for the end of the season and where we think players will end up as of right now. So let's start with our coach of the year. Coach of the year right now, we have D'Amico Ryans. Listen, he has the Texans at five wins right now. Am I wrong? Five? Who would have ever thought the Texans would have got up to this many wins this early? He's a great coach, and he's showing that right now with his record with the Texans. 
Defensive Rookie of the Year. Jalen Carter. Mr. Mr. Carter. Big boy in the middle. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mr. Stroud himself. CJ, as people like to call him. Killer quarterback. <laughs> number number two pick. Showing him why he should have been the number one pick. Stay killing it, CJ. Defensive player of the year. TJ Watt. The better Watt, brother. Put the team on his back, brother. The whole Stillers team. TJ Watt. The offensive player of the year. Tyreek Hill. The man is already over a thousand yards. He's looking to push over 2000 very early. He has quite a bit of touchdowns already. Look for him to keep going that path. Most valuable player of the NFL. Listen, people outside of Chiefs Kingdom don't want to hear it. Um, But it's Pat Mahomes. Most valuable player. You take his ass off our squad, we aren't Jack. You can't get much going on offense with the weapons that he has. Um, but I, what I want to bring to your attention um, is uh, his scrambles on third down that, that turn into first downs. Um, I don't know the exact stat, but it's um, it's impacting his team more than it's impacting uh, or, or more than other quarterbacks are impacting their team. So like in the super clutch moments, like Pat is producing and getting first downs and keeping drives alive. Um, so that, uh, I believe should put him uh, atop this category uh, as most valuable player. Um, He is top five in yards and he is only two touchdowns behind um, the touchdown leader. So, I mean, he's playing good football with bad weapons. No true words have ever been spoken. Envy Pat. We have got slate of games coming up in week 11. And let me tell you, these spreads are wide. We have not had a week with larger spreads for this many games so far this season, which means that picking some of the best games may be difficult. So let's start this one off and let's get you our games of the week that you need to have your butts in seats for. Listen, I picked the first game of the week and I think it's going to be a good game. Um, Look at where these guys are in the season. Vikings, Broncos, Josh Dobbs leading the Vikings. Nobody would have put this on their bingo card for uh, 2023 NFL season. Um. And then we've got the Broncos, who are on a three-game winning streak. Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson, the resurgence of his career. He was shitty last season. He's decent this season. You know, Sean Payton doing what he do. Um, Can the Broncos make it four in a row? Um, Or will Josh Dobbs make himself be considered a starting quarterback for the near future for the Vikings? There's a lot hinging on this game. There's a lot of there's a lot of motivations on on either side here. So 
I think it's good. It's the Sunday night game, guys. So I think I think we might have a good game on our hands. It's the Vikings without primetime Kirk. It's Josh Dobbs time, baby. We don't need a speaker. Astronaut. Who shall not be spoken of. Kirk O'Kane. Our next game of the week is an NFC West matchup. The Seahawks will take on the Rams. Unsure yet if Matt Stafford will be back due to the thumb injury, but the rest of the players are available. Puka Nakua did get act or uh, not activated, but elevated today from the on the injury report. So if Matt Stafford can come back in this game, uh, then they definitely have a shot. If not, it's Carson Wentz and uh, you later Rams. They take on the Seahawks, and they have had a tumultuous time this year. It's been fairly inconsistent. They've got one of the better running backs, but Geno still has yet to really find the groove that he left last season with. He's not been awful, per se, but he has not been all that good. And that has been hurting fantasy stock for guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, (laughs) who is in the (laughs) final portion of his career. Uh, gotta this got to bring it back to how it affects him in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way, it's still going to be a division matchup rivalry game, uh, and it should be one of the better games that we see throughout this NFL week 11 sleep. It may be, but it won't be as good as the Texans versus the Cardinals. We have our preliminary coach of the year over here. Same with the Offensive Rookie of the Year and D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud going up against the Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals don't have a good record, but Kyler Murray is back. He had a great first week back, and look at him go now. Look at him go against great. the Texans. Great. I mean, look at what he did, man. Coming off an ACL injury, being off, what, nine months? Good for a little guy. I wouldn't say great. Good for a little guy. That's that disrespectful. Guy, hey, wow. look at the team he's on. He's a little guy. He's 5'6". He's five, six. Guy. Oh, he's 5'8". I'll give him that. He, Him and Bryce, man, they're they're super close to being the smallest guy, or same height in the league. Like, If you put them next to each other, I couldn't tell you who's shorter. But anyways. I don't see Ty Bob's fingers moving, so I'm going to Google that. What do you mean? <laughs> anyways. Cardinals versus Texans. Look for a big high shootout here. Look for some good things. And this is going to be a fun game to watch. Actually, a great game to bet if you want to go for that route. Uh, but we'll see. He's right. They're, they're about 5'10". That's a fine to show, though. He said two different heights. It got them both wrong. They look that small, though. Come on. <clears throat> they're 5'10". With cleats? Wait, with cleats? I didn't look up with cleats or without. I just said, what's their height, you motherfucker? (laughs) Oh, man. Now that you know what games are going to be the best for Sunday's slate, we do need to get to pick them. And we have already chosen the Monday game. If you have not heard that, go back and listen to our Chiefs podcast as we previewed. We think the Chiefs are going to win. Eagles versus Chiefs. I hate you so much. <laughs> Shocker. Homer's pick Chiefs. Chiefs. Let's. <laughs> Woo! 
Let's start off with our Sunday slate of games starting in the noon hour. We've got the Dallas Cowboys who will head into Carolina and take on the Panthers at home. Panthers are 10 and a half point dogs. Panthers are, are 10 and a half point dogs, you said. Yes. Yeah, and they're playing the boys. I'll take the boys. Give me the boys. Thanks for that enthusiasm, Sean. Uh, I'm going to take the boys as well. They're off uh, coming off that big win against the Giants last week, too. So uh, it should be easy cleanup for them. Next at noon, we've got the Chicago Bears, potentially led by Justin Fields, heading into Detroit to take on the Lions. At home, the Lions are eight-point favorites. Yeah, uh, I'll take I mean, that's a very easy pick right there. Tyson Badger looked a lot better with the Bears than Justin Fields has this year. Easy Ooh. pick, Lions. Ooh. He's won two games. Yeah. Okay. I'm also going to take the Lions, but you can expect DJ Moore to help you win your fantasy league because he does play better when Justin Fields is on the team. On the field. On the field. Fair enough. Next up, we've got the Raiders who will head into Miami and take on the Dolphins. We've got another large spread here, three in a row. Dolphins at home, 13-point favorites against the Raiders. Give me Raiders to cover. I want to go to the Raiders so bad, but with Tybo's losing ways, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. (laughs) I'm going to choose the Raiders. I don't really know how good they are. The Dolphins aren't necessarily good against good teams or even mediocre teams Raiders are maybe mediocre right now. So I think they can, I think they can make up that spread or they can score 70 or they could score 70. Next up in the noon hour, we've got the Steelers who head into Cleveland and take on the Browns. Deshaun Watson is out for the rest of the season with a broken bone in his arm. And PJ Walker will not be the starter. It will be uh, D DTR. Is that right? DTR, baby. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Brownies at home are one and a half point favorites. Cleveland Steamers, give me the Steelers. Oh, I'm going to have to side with Tybo on this one. Give me the Steelers. (laughs) I pick them often, and they're six and three. So, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I, I, mean you're pick, they're picking them right. We're going to have games. a lot of the same picks this week, boys. I'm also going to take the Steelers in this one. Okay, we'll get to our first game of the week. It is the Cardinals who will head into Houston to take on C.J. Stroud and the Texans at home. Texans are five point favorites. Five point. Uh, I'm gonna take the cards to cover. Dude, you're killing me. You're really, really killing me. It's the beauty um, of going first. I'm gonna go with the Texans here, man. You're going off sheer intuition. Going off the exact opposite of typo. Cardinals defense is hot garbage a little bit, so we're gonna go ahead and take the the future rookie offensive rookie of the year and the Texans. We've got the Giants next, who will head into D.C., Virginia, wherever that 
shitty stadium is and take on the commies at home. The commies are eight and a half point favorites. I'll take Giants to cover. Oh, NFC East rivalry. Um, Danny Dimes is is out. You still have Tommy DeVito. Old TD, baby. He will have zero touchdowns in this game. Look for Sam Howell to have three. Yeah, I'm taking the commies two here. So we'll go next game at noon. Two left here. We've got the Titans who will head into Jacksonville and take on the Jags at home. The Jags are seven point favorites. Jags just lost a big game. All right. They did lose. Yes, that is correct. I'm sorry. The 49ers, they got smashed. No. no, Oh, I'm sorry. The the Titans, the Jags are playing the Titans. Uh, Yeah. Ryan Tannehill just asked to be released as well. Is that real news, though? <laughs> we'll see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the Jags. I'll go Jags. I hate the Jags. Damn, dude. Damn. Damn. I they agree with Typo again. Jags. I hated they're like almost considered a good team, but they're not. You know what? I'll go opposite here. Will Levis finally has another good game, and they lose by less than seven. No, that can't happen. Final game in the noon hour. We've got the Chargers who will head into Green Bay and take on the Packers at home. Green Bay are three point favorites. Excuse me. What? Dogs. I'm going to say. I don't. I don't even I don't see the Packers even making it close, guys. I'm I'm going Chargers. Yeah, it should not be that close at all. Chargers all day. Chargers are putting up a 50 burger. We'll get to our lonesome uh 305 game here. The Bucks will head into San Francisco and take on the 49ers at home. Brock Purdy and the Niners are 12 point favorites. That's a uh, so many big big spreads this this week. I told you. I don't think I'm going to go against the 49ers again. I'll take the 49ers. Yeah, Baker's going to look a lot worse than Trevor Lawrence did last week, so go with the Niners. Got a pretty decent run game. Uh, defense hasn't been great this year, but uh, I expect the Bucks to to make it less than twelve. We'll get to our first three twenty-five game. We here we've got the Jets who will head into Buffalo and take on Josh Allen and the Bills at home. The Bills are seven-point favorites. Jets cover. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. I'm going to take the Bills. Uh, Second game of the week here in the 325 hour, we have got the Seattle Seahawks who will head into L.A. and take on the Rams at home. The Rams are one-point dogs. 
So at this point, we do not know if Carson Wentz is the starter or not. Oh, I hope he is. Seahawks. Seahawks. It's going to be a close game. It comes down to the end until Carson Wentz throws a pick six. Give me the Hawks. Yeah, going off the information that we have, believing that Carson Wentz will be the starter, give me the Seahawks. I'm taking a lot of away teams this week. (laughs) (laughs) Just now realizing. Final game of the week here and your Sunday night football game. We have got the Vikings who will head into Denver and take on the Broncos. First time this season, Broncos two-point favorites. What? What? Uh. Broncos. <laughs> oh, this guy is not riding the Dobbs train right now. Give me the Vikings. I'm going to take the Broncos too. Josh Dobbs has done well, but their def- the Broncos defense seems to be getting it together. Justin Jefferson may be back this week, though. Not worried about it. Uh, especially because uh, the Vikings have a losing record this season. I don't think they have a single win with Justin Jefferson on the field. They have one. <laughs> Ooh, so scary. <laughs> That is going to do it for our NFL Week 11 Pick'em. Uh, there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of large spreads there, so uh, you know take those with a grain of salt. Probably play a lot of the unders because uh, the NFL this season tends to not do well with large spreads. I want to start doing some pickups with us some uh, over unders. How do you guys feel about that? Well, then that would be a bet. Yeah, you guys want to like start incorporating that with us? Our pickums? No. Hey, All let's right. like let's keep the idea time for off air. Jesus. Hey, <laughs> with more, I'm Tybo, asking the fans. I'm asking the fans. Tybo still doesn't understand spread. Okay. <laughs> let's hold off before it. we start adding <laughs> in more things that he doesn't understand. Are we going to the bank this week? No. Uh-huh. Bank's going on a bye week. <laughs> that segment has died. <laughs> hey, Sean, hey, Sean trucked through having some terrible picks in just the tips. I'm and still you going. Can't even, you, can't you know what? We get up this week. Nope. It's on a bye week. I came unprepared. Gambling never takes a bye week, Ty Bob. It does in my house. Gambling addiction. <laughs> uh, with as many large spreads as we have, uh, like I said, you'll be wanting to take a lot of the unders, but uh, expect us to be back next week to recap all the happenings from around the league. They've been workshopping this bit forever. It sucks. Until we meet again. Until next time, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.